Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Let's get started. Um, first of all, before we begin, our second uh, Lunch and Learn over here. Thank you to our anonymous sponsor, again sponsoring over here, at uh, Pizza 41. And we're learning today, our learning should be Le'ilu'i Nishmat, Yafa Bat Miriam, Yafa Bat Nurit, Dona Bat Arabe, Shalom Said Ben Monir, and the Rufuah Shleima for Sharon Bat Ilana, Le'il Bat Sharon, Benyamin Ben Yafa, Daniel Ben Chabuba, Elio Ben Zohara. And again, also a thank you to our sponsor as well as Pizza 41 for hosting us here. And it's such a pleasure to be with everyone. Last week, we started a story in uh, Mesechet Ta'anit. In the same chapter, which is full of stories about Tzadikim, we have the story of Choni HaMa'agel. Choni HaMa'agel literally means Choni the circle drawer. Ma'agel, igul. How do you say circle in Hebrew? Igul. Ma'agel, igul. Choni who drew a circle. Now what's the story of Choni who drew a circle? So the Gemara, it's actually the beginning of the third chapter of Mesechatani, talks about the beginning of the story. We're going to learn the end of the story today. But just as a means of introduction, Mesechatani, the Mishnah tells in the beginning of the third chapter that there was a great tzaddik whose name was Choni. Based on the storyline, it seems like he existed in Bayit Sheni, the Second Temple era, based on the people he interacted with during Bayit Sheni. Now, this fellow Choni was a tremendous tzaddik to such a degree that if there was a shortage of rain one year, it was a very simple thing. The Jewish people come to Choni, they say, look, Choni, we don't have rain. He would pick up the direct line, direct line to the president, he would dive into Hashem, and rain would fall. And it wasn't debatable. It was like it was, he had a direct connection, direct link to Hashem. He was able to pray for rain, and rain would fall. This was the Choni that we're talking about here. And we're actually going to look at the end of his life, which is a fascinating story. <clears throat> That's going to be what we're learning about today. Two specific ideas that emerge from this. Hopefully we'll get to both of them if we have enough time. Fascinating ideas that emerge from the story of this Choni. The Gemara here tells us this Choni couldn't understand something. We're picking up on Chafkimel Amud Aleph, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, which is towards the bottom of the page, about 15 lines from the bottom of the page. This great Tzadik Choni. So Rabbi Yochanan says about this Choni Ma'agel, this Tzadik Choni, Kol Yamav Shalotot Tzadik, all the days of that Tzadik, it's all the days of Choni, Hayam Etzta'er Al Mikrazeh. He was very bothered by a Pasuk in Tehilim. In, in chapter 126, it says in Tehilim, It says, uh, the, sing a song of ascent to Hashem. When the Jews returned from exile, we were like dreamers. What do you mean we were like dreamers? So says the Pasuk, as, as the way Choni understood it was, how many years were they in exile in Bavel? How many years was Galut Bavel for? 70 years. So the Pasuk seems to imply that the 70 years of Galut Bavel, hello. Give it to him, don't interrupt the whole thing. Galut Bavel of 70 years. Give him the plate. Go. 
you're Israeli. <laughs> 70 years of Galut Babel. The Pasuk says, We were like dreamers. So Choni could not understand this Pasuk because he said, like you said, Amar, he said, Is it possible? Is there somebody that he sleeps for 70 years? Means the Pasuk in Tehilim seems to be saying, the 70 years of Galut Bavel, those 70 years, it was kecholmim, like dreamers, which is mashma, it seems to imply that a person sleeps for 70 years. So he said, is it possible somebody sleeps for 70 years? And we're going to explain in a moment how the Marasha learns what was bothering him. But what the Pasuk seems to be saying is, oh, not even a joke, really, what you just said. Really? He didn't understand how could it be 70 years, it's like somebody dreaming, it doesn't make any sense, he couldn't understand the Pasuk. So Yom Echad, one day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to send him an answer to his problem. So one day, Choni was traveling on the way. He saw a certain person. Somebody was planting a charuva. Charuva is a carob tree. You know what is carob? You know that black fruit we eat on Tubishvat? Uh, Sometimes people eat this fruit. It's called carob. Charuva, that's why you eat on Tubishvat. It's a certain type of fruit. So somebody, he saw a person planting this type of a carob tree. Amar Sochoni said to this guy, How many years does it take from planting for the tree to produce fruit? So Amar so this fellow said back to Choni, 70 years. Take 70 years from planting till it produces. So Amar Choni said to him, Is it obvious to you you're going to live for 70 years? I mean, what are you planting it for? You might not even live 70 years, and if you're not going to live 70 years, what's the purpose of planting it in the first place? You're not going to even benefit from it. So Amar Lei, so this fellow said back to Choni, Hi Gavra, Alma b'charuva ashkachte. When I came into the world, I found that there were carob trees that had fruit on them. Ki hechi just as my fathers, my ancestors, planted carob trees for me to benefit from, so I'm also planting carob trees for my children. So what was this fellow saying? Is that it's true. I might not benefit directly from the carob tree, but, one second, but, but, just like I came into the world and there were carob trees that existed, so too, I'm planting carob trees so that, hello, hello, what's going on? Come on, come on. Yes, maybe to shift you down. You're interrupting me. So, just as I came into the world and there were carob trees that existed, whoever's following until now, can you give me your hands if you're holding the story until now. Hands two, three, okay, three, we got three, four. Okay, I just want to know if people are paying attention. Some people are certainly not paying attention because they're busy with Kamilut Chasadim. So, he doesn't even hear me. So the point is, the guy planting a carob tree says, it's true, I'm not going to benefit from it, but just as I came into the world and there were carob trees in existence, I'm planting it for my descendants and we'll have a benefit from it. Yativ kakarach rifta, Choni sat down and he was eating a meal, eating a suda. So Choni sat down. Yeah. I just going on, now we're continuing. Take care, take care. They're making me nuts over here, reaching over, talking to him across the table. Making me nuts, man. So fine, so fine, take care, but they don't, don't interrupt me every five seconds. So he said, it's okay. 
He's sitting, it's only to Yosef I could say something like that. So he's sitting and he's eating his meal after this conversation. Yatif Kakarach Rifta, he's eating his meal. Atale Shinta, Hashem caused him to fall asleep. So he falls asleep. Nim and he's sleeping. So Hashem caused, what happened was, a outcropping of rock. Rocks surrounded Choni and nobody could see him. So there's rocks cover up where he's sleeping. And the, the Gemara tells us, Vinim Shivin Shnin. He slept for 70 years. Now there was a uh, folk tale when I was a kid that I read, which is called Rip Van Winkle. For those who are not American, maybe you don't know what that is. I, I, I knew growing up, there was something called Rip Van Winkle. Rip Van Winkle was a folk tale of a guy, Rip Van Winkle. I don't know in the, if it translated into other languages. Guy who slept for 20 years after drinking, etc. It probably was taken from this story. So the guy sleeps, slept for 70 years. 70 years he sleeps, and then after 70 years he wakes up. Kikam, when he wakes up, he saw the fellow who was gathering now carob from the tree. Now, Choni didn't seem to realize yet that he had slept for 70 years. So you see somebody picking carob off the tree. Amar Lesi says to him, Are you the one that planted it? He didn't realize what it, he didn't realize he slept for 70 years. He didn't realize what had happened. So he says, Amar Barbareana, no, I'm his grandson. I am the grandson of the fellow who planted that tree, which was 70 years ago. Barbareana. One second. Amar Lei, Sochoni said to him, Shmamina, he said, it must be, deny me shivin shnin. I must have slept for 70 years because he knew that the tree only produces after 70 years. So if it's producing fruits now, it must be, I'd slept for 70 years. Now, he saw that the donkey that he was riding on on his way in already had given birth to two generations of offspring. So he realized there was so much fruits, donkeys had reproduced to such a degree. Now I'm going to pause in the story here for a moment. We're going to see now when he goes back to his town, you can imagine literally, literally people hadn't seen him in 70 years. We'll see what happened. But let's pause for a moment and explain so far what we've discussed. This fellow Choni, I'm going to go through the story again because some people are busy making sure everyone's comfortable. They missed the story. And I want to make sure they appreciate the story because I love Yosef. So, this Choni fellow, uh, this Yosef also. Choni Amaagil said, the Suk tells us, 70 years, Galut Bavel, 70 years we were like sleeping. How could it be somebody sleeps for 70 years? So Hashem caused the story to happen to show him what how somebody could sleep for 70 years. So what's the story? He's traveling one day. He sees somebody planting a carob tree. He says, how long does it take for it to go <coughs> from planting to having fruit? The fellow says, back 70 years. So he says, what are you planting it for? You're not going to benefit from it anyways. You're not going to live another 70 years. So the guy says back to him, it's true, I won't benefit, but when I was born, there was a carob tree for me to benefit that my grandfather or my father planted for me. So I'm planting for my grandchildren. Beautiful. Choni sits down, he's eating, Hashem causes a miraculous sleep, sleeps for 70 years, covered over, nobody knows what happens to him. He wakes up, realizes the carob tree produced, must be, it must be, ask the guy, are you this, the one who planted it? No, no, I'm the grandson of that person. You can imagine the shock, he says, wow, a miracle, I must have slept for 70 years. He sees his donkey, already had two generations of offspring. He realizes that 
he has slept for 70 years. Now we're going to go on in a moment to see the end of the story when he goes back to his city. You can imagine how shocking that was for everyone. But let's stop for a second. What's the shot in the story here? What was bothering Choni so much? They slept for 70 years. All right, not a big deal. So simple shot, you'll say, he couldn't imagine somebody sleeps for 70 years. What really was bothering Choni in the Pasuk here? It's a Pasuk in Tehillim. What was really bothering him? No, 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 that's later. But Hashem wanted that to happen so we could understand the pshat in the Pasuk of David Amelech. What was bothering Choni so much? All right, let's say someone could sleep, he can't sleep for 70 years. Eh, what's inconsequential? What's really bothering him? So the Marsha says a beautiful pshat over here. I'm going to add a little bit of flavor to what he's saying. Marsha says like this. What was bothering him is probably something that bothers us very much as well. You think about it. David HaMelech tells us, how long does a person live? You both referenced it. No. What's the Lashon of the Pasuk? Help me out with the Pasuk in Tehillim. What's the language of the Pasuk? I, I, I don't know if I quoted it properly. What's the, pasuk? What's the part before that? It says, the beginning of that Pasuk. It says, before that. I forgot the exact language. Yeah. David Amelech says people live for 70 years, and if they're mighty, they live for 80 years. 70 years, average lifespan. Today it happens to be the lifespan's a little longer, but Hashem with modern medicine. Beautiful. What was bothering Choni is Choni said, Thank you. Same idea. He's bothering him. He says, we know Rosh Hashanah, it's coming up. We say, what is the life of a person? The life of a person is like what's like a fleeting dream. It's like a flying dream. It's like a fleeting dream. What was bothering him, he said, David HaMelech seems to be telling us in this Pasuk, the years of a man are 70. Meaning to say is that and really it's worthless. What do we accomplish in these 70 years? So it bothered him very much. It's such a short thing. That's what the Pasuk seems to be saying. It's like a dream. We're living in a fantasy world because it's so short and fleeting. What can we really accomplish in this world that's so significant in terms of our lifespan? So the message HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends him is a beautiful one. Samar Shah explains. He says, it's true. What are you doing in your lifetime? Are you really, is this really the primary existence of a person when a person lives here? No. What was the message that fellow who was planting the carob? What was the message that he said? Who am I planting for? What am I planting for? Now I'm not going to benefit from it. But what am I planting for? For the future. So what's the message that Choni is supposed to take from that? It's true. If you waste your time in this world, you don't do anything. It's talking nothing of significance. But if you learn Torah and mitzvot, you take care of things you should in this world, you're planting for the future. Then you have olam haba, and that's something that has eternal significance. And the marashat takes it even a step further. We find, takes the chesed of a father and he extends it to future generations as well. So also, not only for you, who also benefits from the good things that you do? Your kids, your grandkids, your, all the future generations. So... It's true, if you look at 70 years as something by itself, and it is by the way, 70 years in the course of 6,000, it's a blink of an eye, literally like we say in the davening, in the tefillah of Yom Kippur, but if you take it seriously, you're planting for the future, so then, I'm planting for the future, then you have Torah and Mitzvot, you have Schoyos, forever and ever. I want to add one step to this, which is a very important nikuda. For some people, unfortunately, they are for some people unfortunately yeah 
They're living in fantasy land. Some people, they come into this world, they think the 70 years I exist in this land, and I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy myself, just have a good time, forget about planning for the future. You know, we're all about investing, keeping money for our children, etc. What about investing for ourselves in the future? And for our children in the future. Torah and mitzvot, that's the only thing that's real. If we're only focused on material benefits, enjoyments, etc., Ayinu like 70 years. That's right. Ayinu We're a dream. We're living in fantasy land. But, and I'm going to add a little bit what the Ramchal says, or Moshe Chaim Latzatu, he says, if we understand that we're planning for the future, no, then actually the 70 years that we're here, it's not Kecholmim. Because then it takes on a tremendous value. What I'm doing is something of infinite value. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put me here so that I can accomplish things that afterwards I can't accomplish. I can accomplish things that are of infinite significance. That's not Kecholmim anymore. That's very significant. That's the message that's being told to Choni Agel. Utilize your time here properly. You're not just a dreamer. You're not a fleeting dream. You're doing something of infinite value. Otherwise, Chas Shalom, 70 years, Kayinu Kecholmim. Let's continue in the story now. That's right, that's why it's Gechol Neim. Yeah. Now let's continue the story. Now imagine this for a second, Trevor. Guy disappears from town. 70 years later, he shows up in town. Guy disappears from town. 70 years later, he shows up in his old city. What do you think people are going to assume? What are they going to assume? He died. died, and who's this guy? Yeah. Or it's not him, it's not him, that's the point. Very hard to believe this is the same guy, right? So the Gemara continues the story. He went to his house. Imagine that. He goes home, he goes in, opens the door, Trevor, I'm home. Right? Imagine that. So he said to the people that were there, Is the son of Choni still alive? Imagine that. He left his son 70 years ago and he's showing up. Is my son still alive? Is, is the son of Choni still around? So the son does not, the son passed away. But the grandson of Choni is alive and well. Okay, so the grandson. We have the third generation now. Amarlo, he says to the people there, Ana Choni Amagel. I'm Choni Amagel. I'm the guy. You're not talking about somebody else. Says the Gemara, They didn't trust him. Now, do you blame them? No. <laughs> the guy showed up 70 years later, even if he looked exactly like him. First of all, most of the people that were in that generation probably didn't exist anymore, so they don't even know what he looks like. And so it makes sense they wouldn't necessarily believe him. Okay. So what does he do? If you don't find people supporting you in your home, where do you go? Sure. You go to Beit Midrash, that's where you go, of course that's where you go. Azal Beit HaMidrash. He went to the Beit HaMidrash, that's where you go. That's where you go. So Shaminu the Rabbanan Amri, he heard the rabbis saying, listen to what they heard. They were saying, The words of Torah are clear, like in the days of Choni Agel. Now there's two ways to learn this, I want to explain. But one way to learn this is, in general they were discussing Torah, and they were saying, the words of Torah today are so clearly Choni. The other way to learn is that they were saying, the words of Torah of this person, that he is talking, is like the clarity of Torah lechoni ama'agil. And they said, when he used to come into the Beit Midrash 70 years ago, any question that the rabbis had, he had the answer for it. There was no doubts with him. So they said, either what he was saying, or this, it's amazing, the clarity of understanding of Torah, this is like the days of Choni ama'agil. 
So what does he say back to them? Amrli says to them, Ananiu, I'm Choni Amagel. Believe me, I'm Choni Amagel. So Loi Manu, they didn't trust him. Couldn't believe it. It doesn't make any sense. It was impossible to believe. And they didn't give him the honor that he was fitting, that it was befitting of him. The Marsha speaks out over here. I want to explain. Even though they saw clearly he was a tremendous Chacham, and he had clarity like Choni Amagel that they remembered, they didn't see the Ma'asim. Choni Amagel, we knew, had great Ma'asim. He could pray to Hashem and the rain would fall. They didn't see that with him necessarily. So they didn't give him the honor, the respect that he was due. Now it's one of the most famous Gemarot in Shas. Chalash Da'ate, so he felt very bad. He felt depressed about this. He prayed to Hashem, umit, and he ended up dying. He prayed to Hashem, I'd rather die. Just because they didn't give him respect? Can you imagine? It's supposed to be a now. Can you imagine? Uh, you know, with such a big dish. Well, it's a, a, a well, a big deal. Okay, said, imagine yourself you're talking about the person and they don't even believe it that it's you. Right? After 70 years, you, you expect people to believe it's you? But, you come in 70 years. But Sadi, tell me I'm not talking. He didn't show them his miracle. I don't know. Maybe it was 70. I don't know. Nobody trusted it was him. Nobody believed it. Yeah. That's a very interesting idea. Wow. Saying maybe the pshat is is that it wasn't for his own kavod. No. Is they're gonna give him bizayon and he's such a tzaddik he didn't want to be exactly. here if they're gonna mistreat him because then it'll be there out there. That's what he's saying. I hear the pshat. Nice. Because, because they didn't know they, better. They don't. No, no, they don't believe it. Nobody would. Believe okay. It. I hear. You come back in seven days and tell me I'm Rabbi Shir. Think uh, I'm right, you're right, you're right. Even Just if you look at that. So listen to what Rava says. If you are 50. <laughs> <laughs> Amar Rava says Rava. Rava uh, concludes the story and he says, This is like people say, Either you have friends or better to die. Can you imagine that? The great Sadiq. So close to Hashem. Either you have friends or you die. Comes along Rashi and Rashi says such an important point, and we'll finish off with this. Let's make the napkin, please. Thank you. Rashi says, What do you mean, or you have friends or you die? He says, Either you have friends, listen to what Rashi says, that they give you kavod, noagin bo kavod ke like originally, or it's better to die. How it was in the beginning. When he used to do miracles? Or when he yeah, when he, he, when he was understood, like, appreciated. No, meaning 70 years before. Rashi's saying an unbelievable thing, and this is such a tremendous yesod. Everybody needs validation. Now, what do I mean by that? It's not ga'ava. Everybody needs validation. Everybody needs to be appreciated for who they are or what they are. Okay? Now, what I am might not be a great tzaddik or great talmid chacham, yeah. but then appreciate me for what I am. If I give you a chidur, so say thank you and, and appreciate that makes me feel like I exist. Yeah. But the moment you take, that away, you take that away from me, you don't give me the kavod that's due to me, you've destroyed me. You've killed me. Yeah. I don't exist anymore. Nobody disappeared for seven years. One second, years. one second, hold on, hold on, hold on. I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear. The point is, what the Gemara is teaching us here is an unbelievable thing. We have friends. Let's take, forget, not uh, great Torah scholars or great tzaddikim, etc. Right? They have certain character traits. If we don't recognize those character traits in them that are good and give them validation, support them because of those things, what are we really doing? We're killing them. Oh, chavuta. 
Either you give them the validation that they deserve because that's what good they are, or you're killing them. By the way, we're so quick to give them flack for the bad things that they have. Ah, the bad things that we see in them, we're so quick to point those kinds of things yeah, out. Yeah, the tough. good things in them, we disregard. But the bad things in them, ah, you know, you cheated in business, you, you lied about that guy, you said Lashon Hara, all of those things, v'chuli v'chuli. We, have, recognize we have no problem identifying those things. But the things that make them good, that make them valuable, that's what we need to focus on. That gives them validation. If we don't validate that, then we're actually killing them ultimately. And therefore the Gemara says an unbelievable thing, even with the tzaddik on the level of Choni Ma'agel, his generation didn't appreciate him. They didn't understand what he was, couldn't exist in that generation. Couldn't exist in that generation. Alachat kama v'kama, I want to say, ordinary people. We're, we're so sensitive, all of us. Today in today's generation, all right, the Israelis are not so sensitive. The point is, today's generation, we're so weak, we're so shvach, we're so sensitive. Give people the credit they deserve. You see something good that somebody does, give him the credit. Say something good to him. He deserves the credit. Give him credit. You're giving him life. Don't take it away from him. Don't give credit. But to only look at the bad, and that's what we do ultimately. Zat Hashem, finish off with this, but Zat Hashem, I think if, two if, points. If you recognize them, it's good enough. Even you recognize them for bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody said, as as what, is that, what is that in business they say? No, any, any kind of, bit, what's, no, it's not what wow. it is. Well, you, you, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Any publicity is good publicity. Exactly. There is such, there is such an idea. No an advertisement, there is such an idea. We don't, we don't believe in that though. We believe in that. People need validation. Very important thing. So moving in further into Elul, Baruch Hashem, finishing our second lunch and learn, let's just recap. First idea we're saying is, let's not spend our lives hayinu kecholmim. Let's spend our lives, maximize the time, make it that the 70 years, are God willing, 120 years, David Amel says 70, I'm saying 70. God willing, 120. My, grand, my wife's wife's grandmother is over 100, so she says 150. She does that. So, God willing, 150, fine, fine, 150, fine. The, work, the years that we have, let's make it into not just kecholmim, let's utilize these years where we plan for the future. We're making olam haba for ourselves. A future for our children, not just dreamers wasting our time. That's number one. And number two, finishing off, number two, number two, the second thing we're saying is, is that when it comes to giving people validity, if we see somebody does something good, give them life, give them validity. Such an important thing. Don't just give them flack, give them in the negativity when they do things bad. First of all, we shouldn't do that anyways. We need to, we need to, but we shouldn't. Give them validation when they're doing something that's good because you're giving them life. And thank you again to our anonymous sponsor, the Pizza 41, Thank you for coming. And Yosef, thanks for hosting over here. Uh, he didn't pay for it. Someone else, anonymous sponsor. Oh, gosh. Anyways, thank you for coming. Next Sunday. Back in business, stop here. Everybody have a wonderful day.